We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is October 5th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne, as always, you know I'm joined by my co-host Luke Sylvia. Luke, what is up? We don't have a a, a big surprise that's going to walk in as we start recording this time, so I feel a little empty in that way. But it is uh, it is that time of the year, Jonathan, where we are we are pausing videos, we're zooming in. <laughs> Who's that? What color jersey is he wearing? a great time of the year i'm not gonna lie to you because that means that the real season's right around the corner i'm doing good i'm feeling good we had media day on monday the last two days tuesday and wednesday we've had training camp we're gonna break down all that talk about what we've heard what we've seen what we're thinking what we're looking forward to but before we get into all of that i want to give you a quick word from our friends over at jam hot chicken in my opinion the the best chicken in orlando quite possibly the best chicken in the world. So we've already had uh, a few of our listeners and followers on social media uh, go and and try out Jam Hot Chicken and have confirmed exactly what we've been telling you, that it is the best chicken uh, in Orlando for sure. And like I said, quite possibly the planet. If you're unfamiliar, uh, you can find them at 400 West New England Avenue in Winter Park. You can try the Sando, which is their boneless breast slaw pickles their comeback sauce on a buttered bun all of their chicken is a uh, completely natural hormone it's no it's not natural hormone it's all natural and it's hormone and antibiotic free chicken fried in 100% peanut oil you can also try their tenders or what they call the box loaded fries chopped chicken breast slaw pickles comeback sauce all over seasoned fries they've got the sides on deck they've got the seasoned fries uh, the hot fries, uh, cheddar Bob mac and cheese. They've got the extras. They've got the Tommy pickles, the Vinny slaw, the Duke slaw, some of their homemade sauce. They've got comeback ranch and even a house made hot honey. If you're looking for something to drink to cool off with that jam hot chicken. They've got the liquid death water. They've got cream soda, cheer wine, orange soda, Coke Sprite. You can even get a carton of milk or my personal favorite, YooHoo or their daily made sweet tea. They've also got adult beverages there. You can get some craft beers that they have to support local businesses. Uh, a domestic beer depends on you know really what they just have in stock. Or, uh, man, maybe my favorite thing on the menu, their milkshakes. Vanilla, strawberry, cookies and cream. As always, got to try Jam Hot Chicken. You can find them at 400 West New England Avenue in Winter Park and tell them that Jonathan and Luke sent you. And when they go, Luke, they need to tell us, like, we want to hear what you guys think, whether that's mm-hmm. on social media, you send us an email, leave us a voicemail at 407-603-1189. We want to hear what you guys think about Jam Hot. Yeah, no doubt. We Listen, we've seen, we've seen it on social media already. Like you said, listeners have already gone just based on, you know, posts and some mentions of them. So please let us know what you guys think. 
Um, it is going to uh, be a partnership that we thoroughly enjoy and already are. So go check out Jam Hot Chicken. Been talking about it on the last couple of podcast episodes, but I want to give my guy Gio over at Players Only Closet. You can find him on Instagram at Players Only Closet. A week from the day that we are recording this, so coming up on October 11th, he's doing an Orlando Magic Vintage Gear pop-up at 22 South Magnolia Avenue in Orlando. That's going to be Wednesday, October 11th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's going to be drink special, special guests. There's going to be a DJ and giveaways there. So make sure you uh, make it out to that event. If you're a vintage Magic Gear fan by any stretch of the imagination, even if you just want to go and look, make sure that you check out this event. Now, our last episode, Luke, we recorded live from the Rockham headquarters in Orlando. We were joined by Magic legend, uh, Bo Outlaw. Was not expecting that whatsoever. If you listened or especially if you watched that last interview, you can tell I was just completely floored uh, by Bo and the the guys at Rockham uh, surprising us. But uh, the reason, if you missed the last episode, the reason that we're partnering with Rockham is they're going to be sponsoring our post-game live show, which, again, we're going to be doing after every single Magic game this year. So that's mostly going to be hosted by our boy, producer Kevin. That will be broadcast live on YouTube after every single Magic game. So if you're not subscribed to us already on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash show. Go ahead and follow our channel there so you can get notifications every time we go live. And you will not want to miss those uh, post-game live shows again after every Magic game. Really looking forward to that. And Jonathan, I want to add really quickly here. If you can't make it to the game or you, you know the game ends, you're going to sleep because you got to get up early for work, whatever it might be. These are the plan as of now is to turn these into audio episodes and just make basically the stream available as an episode as well. But the audio for sure will be on those platforms. However, you get your podcast, they will be there. I know we've got people that are getting up at five, six o'clock for work, whatever it might be. We still want you guys to be able to hear what Kevin thinks about this, him interacting with the chat, things like that, and just kind of in real time, a different flavor that we're bringing to the show. And Kevin definitely brings that. And that's what we appreciate about our producer Kevin. He's going he's gonna to do it to the fullest. And uh, I think you guys are really going to appreciate the content. Absolutely. And I misspoke. It's youtube.com slash the six man show. Sorry, we've got so many URLs for different things. Sometimes I forget that, but you're absolutely going to want to check in and, and check those out after each game. But like Luke said, if you miss that, it'll be up on our YouTube channel. It'll still be there or it'll be on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. So be sure to check that out. And we're just rolling out a lot more Orlando Magic content this year. So we're looking forward to that. And, uh, we're hoping that all of you will appreciate that and, and support that content as we continue to push that out. Luke, last couple of days, training camp really in in, in full go here uh, as we get prepared for preseason, which is really like you know six days or, or five days from the time that you're listening to this. So preseason for the Magic is going to uh, jump off on Tuesday, October 10th. The Magic will be at New Orleans. That game is going to tip off at 8 o'clock, and that's going to be on the New Orleans uh, Valley Sports Network. And then Thursday, October 12th, they'll be in Cleveland to take on the Cavs. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock, and that'll be on uh, Valley Sports Great Lakes, which is the Cleveland uh, Valley affiliate there. And then Tuesday, October 17th, at home versus the Pelicans at 7 o'clock. And then Friday, October 20th, uh, versus Flamengo, of the Brazilian professional team uh, to end the preseason. Again, that'll be at 7 o'clock. And those last two on October 17th versus New Orleans, Friday, October 20th versus Flamengo. Both of those will be broadcast locally on Bally Sports Florida. If you're on League Pass, uh, you'll be able to watch the first two games, October 10th at New Orleans and October 12th at Cleveland. But if you're not on League Pass, you can get, we'll say, you know, creative and, and find some uh, quote-unquote alternative methods to view these games. So if you're savvy with watching sports on the internet in 2023, I'm not exactly going to tell you what to do, but you could probably put two and two together, Luke. Can I voice some displeasure here, Jonathan, just real quick? I mean, please do. I I want to, to voice my, my displeasure with this preseason schedule just because 
the last game before heading into the regular season. This is supposed to be your dress rehearsal, playing against another team's dress rehearsal, and we're playing freaking Flamengo. And guess what? You play the Pelicans the game before that, October October 17th. That is their last game of the preseason. So I really am hoping that the Magic treat that as their true dress rehearsal against some NBA talent. So I don't have to watch the Magic go out and just beat Flamengo by 50 because they're, it's their dress rehearsal and Flamengo just doesn't have the talent to keep up with them. I'm a little irritated with that. I, I know that this has been a past opponent of ours and whatnot, but put them at like, I wish they could have figured something out to put them sooner than the last game of the preseason. preseason. It feels a little anticlimactic to me for the whole preseason build up to this final dress rehearsal. And then you go and you play against Flamengo for it. I'm getting the note in my ear from our wonderful producer, Kevin, here. Let me specify those games, those first couple of games uh, for League Pass uh, will be if you're not in um, those markets, they'll be blacked out um, in Central Florida. So only people with League Pass outside of Central Florida will likely be able to view those. So just keep that in mind. Again, you could find some alternative methods. I'll put it that way uh, to be able to view those games. But Luke, I share your your sentiment. A lot of other teams are only playing like three preseason games. So as much as I would like to, you know, get as many sort of like dress rehearsals for the regular season, do we want to just blow out Flamengo, you know, by 40, 50 points? Or, you know, will we see a lot of Caleb Houston, Kevon Harris, Admiral Schofield in that final game? We'll just sort of have to to wait and see. But, you know, if nothing else, it'll it'll just be good to have Magic Basketball, like Bally Sports Florida Magic Basketball back on the, the television. So really looking forward to that. We wanted to take the opportunity here at the, the start of the show to talk a little bit more about Media Day. I think the the whirlwind that is Bo Outlaw and like the just the the force of nature that he is and the personality that he is like really just took over the show at the beginning. And as fun as it was, I think there was a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. And it's completely my fault that we forgot to touch on uh, for our media day episode. So we talked about the fact that Jeff Weltman and Mark Helfold, Cole Anthony, they didn't really comment much on the extension talks. But like you and I talked even a few weeks before the, the end of the regular season how important it was, especially for Markel Fultz to be signed to an extension this summer. And we also shared our hopes that Cole Anthony would be signed to a team-friendly extension as well. The fact that neither of them uh, were signed to team-friendly or extensions at all, to me, is a little bit concerning. Yes, you'll have the ability to go into restricted free agency with Cole Anthony you know, this offseason, as long as he doesn't sign like the the one year you know offer sheet or uh, the qualifying offer, I should say, because then if he signs a qualifying offer, he plays one more year here and then he goes into unrestricted free agency. You would most you know you probably prefer to go into restricted free agency with him and sign him to a multi year deal. Mark Hill Fultz, on the other hand, um, if uh, he's not signed to an extension, I don't know what the deadline is for Mark Hill to sign an extension. We'd have to look into that. Because he only just became eligible a few days ago. So he's got some time, I think, before it's like, oh, well, here we go to unrestricted free agency. But if the Magic are not able to come to an agreement with Markel Fultz before that deadline, then he will be entering unrestricted free agency. Both of those guys um, were asked about this at Media Day. And Markel did really express a want to remain here in Orlando. Cole Anthony didn't go so far to say like, hey, no, I like want to resign here. He really just said like, I'm not focusing on that right now. And that's not to say that he doesn't want to sign, you know, an extension here and be here long term. Um, he just he didn't say it at media day. So I, I felt like it was worth mentioning that. Markel later in that afternoon after media day on, on Monday, he retweeted a clip of Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, being asked at the Milwaukee Bucks media day if he's going to sign an extension. And his quote, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but this is pretty close. He said, I didn't sign an extension and, and money's, I, I didn't sign the extension this summer because money's not important. He said, a lot of effing money is important. So I'm going to sign it next year. 
talking about the new collective bargaining agreement that's going into effect and the cap is going to rise next offseason again. So if he just waits the extra summer to sign the extension, anything can happen to Giannis Antetokounmpo barring an absolute you know, life-threatening tragedy. He could tear both ACLs and still sign a Supermax extension next summer. Like Giannis is good to go. But he's saying, like, I could just wait one summer, sign the extension then for more money. Markel Fultz retweeting that is sort of cryptic, but it's it's really him saying everything that he needs to say. That he probably was not offered enough money this offseason. He's betting on himself, and he'll be eligible for even more money next offseason if he wants to re-sign here in Orlando. Luke, what were your thoughts on what was said at Media Day and then Markel Fultz retweeting that tweet or reposting that X? Um, can we just agree? Well, let's just keep all calling it Twitter. Who cares what Elon wants? Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I think at some point we might have to succumb to it, but it would be nice. So Markel Fultz and and uh and those, you know, obviously Weltman as well. I believe you had you had asked him. It was you that asked him about the I asked about, uh, Yeah, Weltman I did. Yes. And he mentioned the CBA and the changes and all that kind of stuff, right? So the, it's not super surprising to me. It is a a little troublesome to think that and, and again, this is the five hundredth disclaimer I've ever given. Contract stuff, not my conversation. Typically, I a lot of times don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the contract talk. So my question is then, if we wait till next summer, they, you know, become, we're looking at restricted free agency, teams are going to essentially up the ante. Now, the question is, are they going to be offering more or less or the same than the Magic are willing to match? But at what point does the flexibility that you've provided, because I know there's specific, uh, obviously, benefits to them being your players, right? As far as like what you can go above and exceed and blah, 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 blah. But is there a point where team offers them so much money because they know the Magic can only do so much money and the Magic have to basically use a lot, a lot of their cap space more than planned to resign or to give, you know, to sign these players? Is that a fair assessment, Jonathan, of, of what you, like to your knowledge of, of how that would work is that they could basically bleed us dry in terms of what we can sign players to because of, you know, other teams being? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I will say to my recent point about like when their deadline is for them to sign an extension. So according to sportsbusinessclassroom.com, uh, players in their final season can extend on the last on the last day of the year of the contract. So late June, just before the contract actually expires. I don't really know if that necessarily pertains to uh, Markel as well, but I think in terms of like the collective collective bargaining agreement, the organizations and the players are on such opposite ends of the the, the conversation right now, where the teams are having to navigate like, hey, like we have this new you know apron that's in place. And they know that Paolo, Franz are guys that are going to be coming up on these designated rookie max extensions. So they, they really have to be careful the deals that they're signing now. And in Markel and potentially even in Cole's case, I feel like collective bargaining agreement aside, there was always the opportunity this year for Cole and the Magic to not really be close in terms of what they thought fair value was. Like Cole, we talked about plenty of times that Cole could very well just come out and sort of bet on himself. So with this new collective bargaining agreement, both parties have just so much to think about. So I guess maybe like we were kind of naive to not see the writing on the wall for really both parties here and in, in why an extension may not be super likely. Mm-hmm. And now we're just kind of hoping that everything goes well. Like you want Markel to be good, so the team does want to re-sign him, but you kind of don't want him to be so good that now all of a sudden he's like a max guy. Because it's going to be hard to have more than two max guys on your team moving forward unless you just don't want to have any depth on your roster. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't answer your question, but I 
I don't think I have a great answer to your question, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a lot simpler had they just taken the extensions. But if only if life could be so simple. Yeah. If if only. So now we got to sweat it this whole season. So if Barkell's taken, you know, bumping up his three-point efficiency because he doesn't need it from the field. He shoots like 51% from the field. If he's doing that, he's increasing his points per game, his rebounds, his assists. Be getting a little nervous. I'll be getting a little nervous. Ultimately, and it's I, a good problem to have. It is, and and ultimately, oh, we have all these not, guys that we want to sign max extensions to. What do we do? Right, you know, yeah, it's but, better than like, oh my gosh, what we would do to have a max guy. Right, but I I, I think that ultimately it'll come down to you can't have all these guys on a championship team. It's just not going to happen. Like. We've talked about it. There's going to be guys that get cut out of rotation. There's going to be guys who you can't afford to sign. And maybe that is what this comes to eventually. It is a business. These guys, it's not really about the money. It's about the respect. And what these things, these guys think that they can, what kind of respect they think they should be getting. So if another team comes and flatters, flatters them and swoons them, like giving them way more money than the Magic feel comfortable doing because they maybe have more room. It's different. It would be different for me if it was just one guy that we're talking about not getting an extension right now. We're talking about two. And there's only so much money to go around. I trust that 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 Jeff and, and AP are going to make the right decisions, obviously. But at some point, these guys got to go. Like, not all of them can say. Not necessarily Markel or Cole, but that could be what it comes to. And I know we've talked a little bit about, since the new uh, CBA has come out, the rule that teams trying to re-sign their own players don't have to sort of wait for the official start to free agency, that it can be like as soon as the finals are over. I Mm -hmm. don't think that goes into effect until next season, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering correctly. However, teams and representatives have always sort of been able to have sort of like back channel discussions, maybe not you know, face to face or, you know, one phone call, but this guy talks to this guy who talks to that guy who talks to this guy who talks to their guy. Yeah. And what I want to say is the writing may be on the wall with the Anthony black pick, you know, like might, there might've been some, this is purely speculation might've been some early off season conversations in terms of extensions with Markel or Cole Anthony. And all of a sudden it was like, Hey, we we're not sure if we're going to be able to, close the gap and make a deal with one or both of these guys. And now all of a sudden Anthony black is like really good. Markel Fulter, Cole Anthony insurance and on rookie money for a few more years. That's the big thing. And that's where the, the key and lies and why that makes sense. And also what you're talking about, right? You're saying with that new, the new thing that'll be in place about being able to talk to the guys that are on your team after the finals, all that. They still have conversations and they still had conversations like Jeff alluded to the CBA and in his response. These guys are having conversations while they're able to technically still have them. And they're saying like, you know, agent for whoever player talking to talking to whoever in the front office saying, we're going to wait. We're going to play this game. We're going to wait. What do you think that'll look like for you guys? I'm sure there is a lot of transparency in these conversations because I truly believe Cole and Markel love this organization i mean they've given markel fultz markel said it during media day like talking about his contract negotiations he said i love this organization this is where i want to be ultimately but i'm not going to worry about that right now yeah and and you know that that uh, rightfully so and when i wish i could go you'll see but i i do think cole anthony loves this organization i mean they picked him and um and we'll see what what happens but It'll be interesting. At the end of the day, it is a business. So I wish I could go back to April and punch you and I right in our stupid faces for all <laughs> the assumptions that we had. Mm-hmm. We assumed we knew how like the guard rotation was going to play out because we assumed that Cole, like Markel for sure, but like Cole could potentially be signed to an extension. And then the Anthony Black pick happens, and we're like, wait, wait, what a minute, wait, what does that mean? What now we don't know anything, and now it's just like. 
the more that unfolds, the more sense that that pick makes. Do you remember the year before Evan Fournier actually got traded? I want to say this timeline's right, and maybe it's not, but I remember this conversation. Sometimes you assume things and they become expectation. And it's all made up in your head, right? Eventually, we got the Evan Fournier trade thing. It's true correct, a lot right? in life, actually. Yeah. But we were convinced way sooner that Evan Fournier was getting traded. I want to say the season prior, we had talked about it, that Evan Fournier might get traded. Or maybe it was just that it happened at deadline, so we were expecting it early in that season. But I feel like it was, I feel like it might have, like, we did to a certain extent with, with Evan, but I think like Terrence, we were absolutely convinced. Yes. I just All remember last season, not the 22, right. 2023 season. One of the conversations that we had, I had kind of a moment where I was like, we were talking about Evan Fournier getting traded eventually. And I was like, hold on. We've gotten to this point because we have convinced ourselves this trade is happening. But we haven't heard a thing and nothing's happened. Well, and I want to say this was the beginning of that season, like the very beginning. But we had expected it from like off season till like we thought it was going to happen way sooner. And we're like, we just convinced ourselves. That this was going to well, happen. That's the problem sooner. with an information vacuum is that it breeds nothing but speculation. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate the information vacuum for the most part that the magic have created. But I can't help like people ask me sometimes like, why are you having this conversation? It's pointless. And it's, oh, only because I obsess about the magic 24 seven. And I think about this stuff and I want to talk about it. So like that's. The, the issue unfortunately because there is no information that's leaked we're like yeah it, it's almost like the um like a connect the dots image nobody gave you any numbers and now you have to try to figure out the order and try to make a, a photo when you have absolutely nothing to go off of it, it, it other than just like bits and pieces of evidence all over the place so when it comes to and with Markel, I don't think we're we're speculating at this point. He he did everything except come out and say it. Markel Fultz doesn't tweet things for no reason. He doesn't retweet things for no reason, especially on media day when he just got done being asked about contract negotiations for the entire day. Mm-hmm. That's Markel Fultz saying it without actually having to say it. Right. Now, Cole Anthony we were less certain that an extension was going to be signed this offseason in the first place. I don't know if Cole is just like, oh no, I'm not going to sign an extension no matter what this offseason because I can make more money next offseason. I don't know if that's his thinking. It seems to be Markel's thinking or if they just weren't ever able to get close in negotiations. And yeah. we'll never know, to be perfectly honest. All parties involved have made it abundantly clear that they're not going to talk about it, and that's their right to keep those conversations private, and it benefits both parties to keep those conversations private. So we'll just have to wait and see. It seems like Markel, at least what I'm what I'm reading on uh, this Sports Business Classroom website here, that seems legitimate. It seems like they know what they're talking about. Um, but if you are... You know, more educated in this matter and would like to let us know either on Twitter or the YouTube comments. You know, we always welcome that. But yeah, it it seems like Markel can be signed to an extension right up until free agency starts next year. And then he'd be, he's going to be unrestricted, you know, if, if he wants to be regardless. And yeah, at this point, unless Cole signs an extension before the start of the regular season, he'll receive a qualifying offer at the end of the year, I would assume, unless they're just going to let him walk for nothing, which I don't think would be the case. And then he can either sign the qualifying offer or he can go into restricted free agency and either sign with the Magic or sign an offer sheet elsewhere. And then the Magic would have the ability to, to match an offer sheet if they chose to do so. Right. So we'll, we'll you know, throughout the season, I'm sure we'll continue to, to have, you know, this conversation, especially if rumors start to come out, which, you know, sometimes they do. Not really from the Magic. It might be from representatives or rival executives expect the Magic to blah, blah, blah. But we'll be sure anytime something like that comes up, I will be sure to talk about it on the pod. But until then, we don't really have anything else to go off of unless Cole comes out and retweets that tweet. And then we'll 
talk a few more minutes about this, I'm sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Luke, was there anything else from Media Day that we wanted to talk about? I think watching everything back, and go ahead, you go first. No, 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 you, you go ahead if you were bringing up oh, something. With yeah, them. I was just going to say, after I watched everything back again today, because like in the moment when you're there, you're sort of like thinking of like, okay, what can I ask next? You know, right. that's what you're there for. And you can miss bits and pieces of the, the, the quotes from the players and executives and whatnot. But just watching it back, like so many guys mention Arnie Kander and like the work that he's coming in. I know we'll talk about training camp in, in a moment here, but um, even been talking about Arnie Kander in, in training camp, just like the difference that he's made, especially guys like Wendell Carter Jr. and, and Jalen Suggs talking about meditation and having a new perspective. And he's having them listen to different motivational speakers and, and read different, you know, motivational and sort of like self-help books. I really think that there is a, a legitimate chance. And I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. I think that there is a potential for Arnie Kander being like the most impactful person in the organization for this season. If he's able to help get the most out of Jalen Suggs, if he's able to help a guy like Wendell Carter Jr. and Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, if he's able to, Gary Harris, help keep those guys on the floor, like that could be the most significant acquisition that the Magic made this offseason. If you look at the guys on this team who can benefit from self-help books, just like meditation, mental health, staying grounded mentally, those sort of things. This roster is full of guys that can heavily benefit from that. And then the guys I'm thinking about are ones who have had just injury-riddled careers up to this point or can't put together more than 60 to 63 games a year. Now, we, we think of those guys. We think of Jalen Suggs, who finally is getting his first healthy offseason, right? You think of Markel Fultz, who's dealt with what he's dealt with. You think of Jonathan Isaac. You think of Wendell Carter Jr., there are a lot of guys on this team that could benefit from that. So I'm thankful that Arnie is around to help these guys and is playing a huge part in not just them on, on the court, but their mindset off of it as well, because that all takes a toll. All the travel that you're doing, time away from family, time to yourself when it comes to like being in a hotel room by yourself after 
you know, being on a back to back or whatever it might be, right? Like these, they, there's a lot of times I'm sure to be alone with your thoughts. And I'm sure that can get lonely and scary for these guys. And, you know, so I think that Arnie plays a huge role in, in this. And like you said, could end up being one of the most important parts of the season, if not the most important guy in the organization because of the groundedness he's simply able to bring. There was a, um, I don't know if it was from media day or from the first day of training camp, but Jonathan Isaac was talking about how like, this is his first healthy, like start to a training camp. in so long, and I was like, how long has it been? It's been four years since Jonathan Isaac entered training camp. 100%. It was the start of the 2019, 2020 season. Like when you, Whenever we put that into context with this kid, I'm just like, this kid has really gone through hell the last four years. And for him to still be like upbeat and so excited to play basketball and so excited to be healthy, it's just awesome to see. And people have had maybe issues with, you know, us at different times over the past few years questioning the performance staff and questioning the, the strength and conditioning staff. Three straight years of some turnover to that team, I I don't know that it's anything, but it's not nothing, right? Like, there's something, something to that, I think. And if Arnie Kander can be the guy to come in and just sort of, you know, change things around a little bit, you know, I know there's like a lot of yoga and just watching some videos on his Instagram of of putting people through, you know, different types of workouts. And some of it is what I would and obviously I don't have a lot of professional sports medicine background, but some of the workouts he puts people through seems a little bit unconventional, but I think that might be exactly what this team needs because whatever we've been doing the last few years hasn't exactly 100% worked. So for me, like Arnie Kander, his campaign for like the magic hall of fame is on the line this season. If this dude is able to keep these guys on the floor, and I know it's not just Arnie Kander. I know there's a massive staff, but he's the guy that is getting the the most mentions and the most attention from the players right now. And if he's able to, like if he comes in and, and what he's done with Jalen Suggs mental, we're, we're not exaggerating, folks. If you haven't listened to Jalen Suggs media day availability yet, go back and listen to that because the kid is a different person this year. And he credits Arnie Kander more than anyone for that. So if he's able to turn some of these guys around mentally and is able to keep them on the floor physically, that's going to lead to the Magic having an absolutely incredible season. And he will just be one of my favorite human beings on the face of the earth, if that's the case. And, he, and Arnie Kander is, is not just respected by the, the team that he is currently with. like He is respected by a lot of significant guys in the league. If you look at just who he connects with, he's got connections with guys like Grant Hill, Andre Drummond, Chauncey Billups. Like the list goes on and on, and that's just from like a brief overview um, that he is. I think just he's well a big connected. Reggie Jackson guy too. I could yeah, be mistaken, obviously. I, I think being I remember with that. The, you know, with with the Pistons and, and and that organization, he's got a lot of really cool relationships, and I think that everybody respects him. He's been around for a while. Arnie Kander is going to be a difference maker. Arnie has been a difference maker. You talk about Jalen Suggs and how different he seems. He really does. And he just, it seems like he continues to mention it throughout availability, training camp, media day, those sort of things. Just talking about the shift that he's had. So super cool. I'm interested to see if it, uh, if it translates to really being him being more free on the court and um, maybe more controlled. We know Jalen's a very passionate guy that is, going to make the the dive for the ball whenever he gets the chance to but with maybe he will continue to do that without putting himself in harm's way who knows because that dude takes falls left and right i'm like you gotta chill (laughs) you have to chill i know everybody magic fan listening to this can resonate with with that for sure but i I am very interested to see how it affects decision making and how he bounces back from from things do you you and i have talked about that jalen suggs and this is what I now I'm I'm very interested in to see this season. It used to be up to this point, Jalen Suggs starts hot. It's going to be a great game. Because he's just going. He's in the flow. 
if Jalen Suggs starts out with a turnover, a couple missed shots, the chances are Jalen Suggs is probably not going to have an incredible game. So that is where I'm super interested to see. This season, when Jalen has a bad start, does he just kind of leave it, forget it, continue to play and kind of resurrect the game a little bit for himself? Or is it the same? And I'm willing to bet it'll be different this year. And I think we can credit you know himself for being open to the change and shift in perspective, but also Arnie Kander. I can't wait for it. I don't know that I necessarily subscribe to that philosophy with Jalen because we have seen games where like he has a slow start and then just has like an 18-point quarter, like 18-point third quarter like he did last year. I think what I'm going to be mostly looking forward to is like not compounding mistakes. Like you had a turnover a couple of possessions ago. Now you're trying to make up for it. So you sort of get like forced into a bad shot. I think you... I think I forget who it was. I think it was you that asked the question to Jalen, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he, he just talked about like one of the biggest differences is that like it is his self-discipline. And now he's just like playing so much more free and he's yeah. going to you know be able to like cut out turnovers and everything like that and just play freely. If Jalen is able to cut out the turnovers, that's going to that's going to be massive. Right now, his two biggest flaws are the jump shooting and the turnovers. If he can cut out the turnovers I can live with him, at least for now, being like a low 30% three-point shooter. If he's ever able to become average, that's fantastic. If it's this year, I don't I don't know what I'll do. If, if Jalen Suggs is like a 35, 36% three-point shooter and cuts out the turnovers this year, like that would just be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think first year, as far as assist turnover ratio, we saw that, right? Like turnovers were above at one point it wasn't just a one-to-one ratio he was averaging more turnovers than assists he writes the ship near the end of the year ends that ends the season with you know almost four and a half assists per game but three turnovers last year lower on the assists like three because he didn't have to do as much last year when it comes to playmaking but three assists to 1.8 turnovers i don't know what the ratio there are as far as the difference between year one and two but hopefully this year there's a clear distinction. I'm hoping that he's able to, you know, be three and a half assists per game instead of just two point nine, and and be you know at like point nine to one turnover a game would be ideal. So you're getting like a three to one ratio there. That would be ideal for sure. Yeah, looking forward to to see you know Jalen Suggs in in year three. Like by all accounts, he seems like super excited and primed to have a, a great season and. We'll just continue to like to talk about these things throughout the year. These are going to be like ongoing storylines. Like, what does the health of this team look like? And have certain guys like really been able to to put things together? And I, I do think there's a, a point in the season where we may be like Arnie Kander, like build the statue. Like that, I think there's a a real potential for him to be like an unsung hero of this organization this year. It's just something we'll continue to pay attention to. Mm. And now a quick word from our sponsors or a quick word more, should should I say, to our sponsors. And I'm not even really talking about our sponsors. I'm talking about our wonderful patrons, the folks that help make each and every single episode possible, like our latest episode at Rockham. All of the equipment that we use to be able to light and and film and set that episode up and record that, um, all of that was essentially paid for by our patrons. Up to this point, like every single dollar that has come in through our Patreon, we have put it back into the show, whether that's purchasing, you know, different software or, you know, statistical resources or buying equipment or doing giveaways. All of that has been made possible by the generosity and the partnership with our patrons. If you're not familiar with Patreon, uh, Patreon is a platform where uh, listeners and consumers of different mediums of content uh, can support their favorite your podcaster or artist or whoever continue to create and continue to improve the content that they enjoy consuming. If you want to join our Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show, where for as little as $2 per month, you can just help support the show. We have additional benefits as well, where you can get things like join and access to our discord channel. Uh, you can also uh, our elite tier. Uh, you can also get up to 35% off regular season Orlando magic tickets so if any of that interests you again you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show 
Part of our benefits for our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons is we give them a very special shout out on every episode. And I'll go ahead and start with the Court Cousins, then best friend Drew Gooden, Armin Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch Dave, Palo and Franz's Warmth, Pierre A, uh, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum Drum, Drummy Drum Drum, Danimal Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, PB in the Mix, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Ty, Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Freakin, Shahin 177, Bulby the Dawn, Himlo Ben Himro, RM Prop 221, Rapistronet, Magic Kid 714, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kip, Rub Sal, and Casey Green. A big shout out to our Hall of Fame elite tier patrons and all of our patrons. Again, if you would like to join our Patreon and help us do what we do, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Luke, we're now two days into training camp and all of the you know videos and, and different reports are coming out and uh, like the post training camp practice media availabilities. We've seen Anthony Black and Jonathan Isaac and Jet Black, Jalen Suggs, obviously Jamal Mosley. We've seen highlights posted from the Orlando Magic Social accounts. We've been going through those with a fine tooth comb, trying to find every little speck of evidence and, oh, how does this guy look? What's he doing better? What have been your biggest takeaways so far from the first two days of training camp? I think the biggest emphasis so far that is the theme of all of these is just how much they're focusing on defense. And it is super interesting to me because you're one of the worst offenses in the league last year. Like you are bottom of the barrel, top five, six, seven worst offenses in the league last year. I'm sure there's stretches, especially the beginning of the season, skews that quite a bit. But the point still stands. But I do know that it goes to the point of what we've talked about before. If you are a top 10 defense, you have a really great shot at making the postseason. And that's probably just where they're putting all their chips on the table at. Like we're historically, out, you almost always make the postseason yes, if you're top 10. We're selling out to be one of the best defenses in the league. Jalen Suggs. That was the big thing that kind of ties in with what, you know the emphasis they put on defense. Jalen Suggs says, top 10 is a given. But top five is the goal. And being the best is the ultimate goal. If this team can be a top five defense, Jonathan, they're going to be better offensively than last year. I don't have to spell it out for any of you guys. They're older. They're going to be more efficient. They've got a better handle on things. That that there will be a jump there. If there's not, then there's been a serious issue. But with the five and twenty start due to being unhealthy, those sort of things, this team should definitely be. Uh, at, I would hope, Jonathan, a top like 
15 to 17 offense in the league. Like I just need them to be middle of the pack because if they are going to go as Jalen and Jonathan Isaac and Gary Harris go, you could be a top five defense in this league and be an average offense. And that's a scary team. Jalen Suggs saying that, and he said that Wednesday after the the second day of training camp, him saying that to me, I was like, Jonathan, you are so freaking smart. Like you really know ball. Cause I don't know if you remember, but the beginning of the season last year, that's what I said. Like the floor for this team should be top 10 defensively. Now, a lot of injuries to start the season. You didn't have Jonathan Isaac, you know, for most of the season, like greatly impacts that. But if we're able to keep these guys all together on the floor for the majority of the season, like top 10, it, like he said, is a given. Like that should be the floor for this team. If everybody's healthy, like when I just start going up and down the roster, I think of Markel Fultz. I think of like, you know, even, even Cole Anthony, a guy that maybe doesn't wow you defensively, but like the effort is there. And some of the metrics say that he's one of the better on ball defenders in, in the league. Like that's just what the numbers tell you. I test may not exactly line up with that, but at least there's some evidence that you know, he, he makes somewhat of an impact there. Gary Harris, great defensively. Franz Wagner, great defensively. Wendell Carter, fantastic defensively. If Paolo Bancaro can bring 50% of what he was doing for Team USA, that's going to be a massive deal. Jalen Suggs, elite defensively. Jonathan Isaac, elite defensively. Anthony Black has the potential to be elite defensively. Like you go up and down this roster and we've got guys that should just be able to sit down and guard. And the way that they emphasize, you know, communication on this team and, and playing connected and, and playing on a string defensively, it should be an absolute given that this team is top 10 defensively. Now, if they really want to be squarely in the playoff picture and not have to fight for it at the end of the season or not have to go through the play-in, they're going to need to be closer to five than they are 10, in my opinion. Because unless like Paolo just takes a massive leap in efficiency, which he very well might be able to do, or you know Jalen Suggs takes another massive leap shooting the ball, this team is probably going to struggle a little bit offensively. Like, sure, you add Jet Howard, you added Joe Ingles. We still don't even know where those guys are going to be in the rotation and how many minutes they're going to play. So, yes, you've added shooting, but like, how many minutes is that shooting really going to see on a night to night basis? So, how much of an impact is that ultimately really going to have? I still have questions on that. But for from Jalen in like day two of training camp, and, and even Jonathan Isaac was talking about it uh, day one of training camp, like how special this team can be defensively. And Jamal Mosley, I think today on Wednesday went as far to, to say is like guys are fighting over who's playing on defense first. And he said that's not something that you see much in training camp. Yeah. And also, one of the things that Mosley had said, and this ties into the, def- the point about the defense, he said they've been working a lot on like late game situations. Mosley talked about that with training camp, that they've been doing a lot of that. And I'm happy to hear it, obviously. I think that that's something that young teams need. They need these scenarios where you get you give them different looks and there's different scenarios and, and things they have to accomplish. And We were I sixth in clutch games played last year, so I, I definitely think that's a good thing. Yes, and Jonathan Isaac made an interesting point. I'm sure it came up because it came to his mind because it was on display in these in these you know late game situations but ji was talking about like how getting stops one-on-one with their size late in the shot clock he talked about that um after day one just it is interesting to think about like this team and how young they are they're able to make up with a lot with with their length and and how large they are and ji puts an emphasis on that and this and he goes out of his way to basically say like the impact that we can have defensively, there's not much of a limit to it. And we're going to be able to get these stops one-on-one late in the shot clock. Because also, you think about it, it lines up with what you're talking about, like clutch games and clutch minutes. Those are back-breaking plays, especially things that are late in the shot clock, late in the game. Those change an entire game. They change the momentum, they swing it. So for these guys to just be able to get down and guard one-on-one, force to get these pivotal stops and swing momentum back their direction or keep that momentum 
it's going to be pivotal to the game this year, and I'm happy that Mosley is emphasizing that. There's more that I've got, but is what's the as far as like takeaways from training camp, quotables, whatever you've got so far besides the defense? Yeah, um, another thing that Jonathan Isaac referred to after day one is just like up and down the roster, the guys that can guard. And he was like naming through all these guys. And then he's like, oh, Jalen. He's like, how could I forget Jalen? Basically, like, my goodness, like that kid is a, a, a beast. So like me thinking about the opportunity for us to have like J.I., Anthony Black and Jalen Suggs on the floor at the same time, like I almost can't breathe thinking about that. So I have no idea what opposing offenses are going to do against lineups like that. Not really anything else that I have in terms of like quotable. Like obviously we got some stuff from Jet Howard and Anthony Black just talking about how great everyone has been and how helpful uh, like the summer league reps were for them in terms of like learning the scheme, learning the terminology. Jet Howard talked about how a lot of the terminology that the Magic used, they also used it at Michigan. And like a lot of guys, especially like like Jalen, like Markel, like Joe Ingles are sort of like helping those guys come along quite a bit, uh, especially Jet Howard. He seems to like really be a big Joe Ingles guy and is listening to him and, and watching what he does quite a bit, which I think is going to be awesome for him. The first day, it, we got a sort of like a, a really quick clip of what seemed like a starting lineup with Markel yeah. Fultz, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter Jr. And we've been talking all offseason that it's most likely going to be either Gary Harris or Jalen Suggs. And we're thinking that like if Jalen Suggs makes the leap that we're hoping he will, that he has a chance to make the starting lineup. And in day two, looked like the, the starting lineup that was getting some run was Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter Jr. So it's going to be really interesting over the course of the next five days here. Um, I'm sure they're going to have a, a day off here pretty soon, you know, either like the third or fourth day, I'm sure. But we'll still continue to get clips each day, you know, that they have, you know, training camp. And it seems like right now they're they're still doing two a days. I'm sure that'll probably change, you know, throughout the preseason here. But that's really what I'm going to be keeping my eye on the most is what does that starting lineup look like? And I'll be looking at that all throughout the preseason games as well. Because like, sure, first day of training camp, it's pretty understandable to just say, hey, we're just going to roll out you know, our starting lineup that we used to close out the year last year. But it's like, oh, hey, like Jalen looks really good in this first training camp session. Let's see what he looks like with the starters in day two. And maybe they just continue to go back and forth. But if we start getting like consecutive days of either Gary or Jalen being in that starting lineup, that'll start to give us an idea of what we can expect to start at least the preseason. It's a dangerous game. The training camp, who's wearing what jerseys. It's, it's very dangerous because who knows, right? Like yesterday, day one, that that look is probably because that's what when healthy that's the starting lineup you rolled with last year sorry i've got a freaking gnat flying around me and then day two you've got jalen suggs who like that might be the eventual ideal starting lineup and who knows it could be very premeditated like hey day one i'm putting gary in at the two day day two i'm putting jalen in Day three, I'm going back to Gary. Day four, I'm going back. To, you know what I mean? Like, we don't really know, and that is the fun of this, but I think that's also, it doesn't mean, like, I'm saying this for the listeners because it's an easy trap to get into. It doesn't mean that that, just because the starters are who they are and in that day, in that group, that they are the current starters that Mosley is leaning towards for opening night or whatever, or preseason or whatever. It is simply just more glimpses, more sample size, whatever it might be, right? Now, one more point I wanted to make, Jonathan, before we, I'm sure, start to wrap up here soon. Mosley talks about, and a lot of media mentioned this. I don't remember if it was Dan Savage, but somebody continued to talk about continuity with this team. Obviously, super important. You bring in you know, a few faces that are new, but for the most part, you've got your core to this point because you've inserted guys like Paolo, Franz, obviously been around, Markel. Like the starters are relatively going to be guys that have been around before. There's no first-year guys that are going to start this year. And if they are, something either went terribly wrong or, or terribly or very good. But I say that all that to say 
continuity piece is super important. Mosley talks about we're able to get into sets and to um, tweak the offense on day two of training camp from what it was last year because of how much how many returning faces we've got. We've got leaders on this team that know what they're doing and, and we're able to get into the stuff on day two instead of day five. And I think that's what he was referring to when he talked about like running these late game scenarios with sets and things. So really encouraging to hear. Sounds like everything's going well. Jalen Suggs mentioned accountability too. Said that in day on yesterday or two days ago. Now that you guys are listening to this, but day one, they basically addressed that the focus was maybe a little bit off and that they needed to really reel it in and get back on track. And Jalen said, we're having conversations that are hard conversations with each other that we might not have had last year because we didn't want to step on toes or hurt any feelings. But this year, he's like, it's all business. We know what we're doing. We know that it's, you know, how it's meant. It's not meant to make anybody upset. We're just able to do that, right? And obviously, I'm paraphrasing. But I thought that was super cool as well. So those are kind of all of my main takeaways from training camp. Super encouraging. And uh, it's only going to get better. And then we get to see these guys in action early next week. The next time that I see Jamal Mosley, and I guarantee you that I'm doing this, the next time that I see Jamal Mosley, I'm walking up to that man. I'm going to shake his hand and I'm going to say, thank you for what you are doing here. Because I think it was day two. I think it was Wednesday. He talked about these guys like talking to each other, keeping and holding each other accountable. And he said, because of the work that we put in with the relationships, and I'm paraphrasing here, these guys know how much each other cares about one another. So if they correct one another, it's not a, hey, look at me. It's a, we're trying to make you better. We're trying to make this team better, which is allowing those tough conversations to happen because they know it's only coming from a place, like Jalen talked about it today. Like somebody asked like, you know, what, it, what makes this team special? He said, we, we love each other. Like, he's like, I don't say that a lot. Like, I don't say that loosely. Like, we genuinely love each other. And everybody knows that we want to win. We want what is best for one another and that we're rooting for one another. That does not happen without Jamal Mosley and coming in and setting the culture that he has these, you know, now into his third year. And it also doesn't happen without Jeff Weltman, without John Hammond, without Pete D'Alessandro, without Anthony Parker, like without Matt Flynn, all these guys over the course of the last couple of years that have a hand in molding this roster and bringing in character. Like these guys knew once it was time to rebuild, they knew exactly the kind of guys that they wanted in the locker room and they knew exactly who was going to be the best guy to set that culture. And regardless of what you've thought so far through two years about like in-game adjustments and X's and O's, whatever, like Jamal Mosley is 100% has been, continues to be, and I believe continue will continue to be the right guy for this job. Like just he, it, it is unfaltering to a man. They are all echoing the same message. Everybody's on the same page. Everyone is pulling in the same direction. And I really think we're going to see the fruit of that this season. Last thing that I want to mention, Luke, uh, before we go ahead and close out, we failed to mention, or I failed to mention at the beginning of the show here, the Magic have exercised their third third year team option on Paolo Bancaro. So this season and next year, guaranteed for Paolo. And they've uh, exercised the fourth year team options for Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. So guaranteed this year and next year as well. All of that, not shocking, not big news, but wanted to talk about that. It, at least Franz and Paolo were absolutely givens. Jalen, probably a given as well. But it's just like, hey, still believe in this guy, still doing well, still seeing the improvement that we want to see. And yeah, it's always good you know, when you're picking up your options on your draft picks. If you weren't, that would be a, a real legitimate yeah. problem. So happy that that happened today as well. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Luke, before we go ahead and wrap this one up, put a bow on it? No, we got one more episode before the first preseason game and then is is all uh producer kevy starting post games for the beginning of preseason 
Uh, we, I think he's going to do at least one. I'm not. I'm not sure if he's going to do all of the the preseason yeah. games. I know it. It really depends on like his ability to watch those, like whether or not we're able to to watch those and and get you know a little bit creative, or if it's league pass or whatever. Right. But I believe he's he's planning on doing that, gearing up for the regular season again, where uh, he'll be doing the post game, the six man show post game live, sponsored by Rockham. So be on the lookout for that. Again, we're going to be doing that every after every magic game like immediately after every magic game kevin will be doing most of those but uh, luke myself i will also be you know joining kevin i'm sure on the occasional post game live show we'll be hosting some of those ourselves so be on the lookout for that uh, and then another one last quick thing everybody is seeing we've seen the jeff hamilton that first jacket you know that was uh, announced that ryan anderson was wearing at like the the classic edition jersey and floor reveal that they only made 100 of that had the you know $499 price tag along with it i believe those are all just sold out i think there's a few left in like xl and double xl which is crazy and then people saw the other one that was making the rounds at media day and people were like oh are we are we getting another one of these are they going to release more of these but no the one that everyone's seen with like the orlando skyline on the back of it and on the, the like the right flank, it says, why not us? Why not now? Like the very famous, you know, Rich DeVos quote from the 1995 finals run. But that is a true one of a kind. It is a one of one uh, that's going to make the rounds to, you know, different um, like Orlando Magic legends, you know, throughout the, the course of the season, you know, is, is what I read today. So if you're looking to get your hands on that one, you're not going to be able to. And if you're looking to get one of those other Jeff Hamilton, you know, limited edition jackets, there as of 10 o'clock Wednesday night, there's only like XL and double XL left. So if you're going to get that. You better go get it now or you probably won't be able to get it at all. But that's going to do it for this one, folks. Wrap up this episode for Luke Sylvia. This has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to the six man show and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.